In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Translation of Revelations. Uh, based on the Urdu translation given by the promised Messiah Islam in this book. Allah has placed blessing in you, O Ahmad. Whatever you did let loose, it was not you, but it was Allah who let it loose. Allah has taught you the Quran, that is, disclosed its true meanings to you, so that you should warn the people whose ancestors have not been warned, and that the way of the guilty ones might become manifest, that is, he who turns away from you be known. Say, I have been commissioned from God, and I am the first of the believers. Say, the truth has come, and falsehood has vanished away, and falsehood was bound to vanish. Every blessing is from Muhammad. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. So highly blessed is he who taught and he who has been taught. They will say, this is not revelation. Rather, these are self-coined phrases. Tell them, God is the one who has revealed these phrases, and then leave them occupied with their sport. Tell them, if these phrases have been invented by me and are not the words of God, then I deserve the harshest punishment. And who is guilty of greater wrong than one who invents a lie and utters falsehood against Allah? God is he who has sent his messenger and apostle with guidance and the religion of truth in order so that he should make this faith prevail over all diverse faiths. God's decree are bound to be fulfilled. No one can change them. People will say, whence have you obtained this status? All of this being described as revelation in man's word and has been manufactured with the help of other people. O people, will you then knowingly submit to deception? How can that happen which this man promises you, especially the promise of one who is lowly and mean? He is either ignorant or mad, whose speech is pointless. Tell them, I have with me proof from Allah. Then will you accept it or not? Tell them again, I have with me proof from Allah. Then will you believe or not? I have been living among you for a long time before this, then do you not understand? This status has been granted as a mercy from your Lord. He will perfect his bounty unto you, so give glad tidings, and by the grace of your Lord you are not demented. You have a standing and status in heaven and among those who are able to see. We shall show signs for you and shall demolish the structures which they built. All praise belongs to the Allah who has made you Messiah ibn Maryam, the Messiah son of Mary. He is not accountable for that which he does, but the people are accountable for what they do. Footnote start. In the word of God, which I have set out in various places throughout my book, Barahina and Hadiya, God Almighty has clearly stated how he designated me as Isa ibn Maryam, Jesus the son of Mary. In that book, God first named me Maryam and then disclosed that the spirit was breathed into this Maryam by God and then he said that after the breathing of the spirit, the status of Maryam was converted into the status of Isa and thus Isa having been born of Maryam was called Ibn Maryam. At another place in the same context, God said by way of metaphor that when the status of Isa was born from the status of Maryam this commissioned one, and this commissioned one was thereby close to becoming Ibn Maryam. The need to preach, which resembles the pain of childbirth, brought him to the dried roots of the Ummah, Muslim people, which lacked the fruit of understanding and righteousness. 
they were ready to condemn him as an impostor on hearing such a claim and to cause him grief and to say various disparaging things concerning him then he said in his heart with that i had died before this and had been utterly forgotten so that nobody had known my name footnote end they ask do you place in it as vicegerent one who creates disorder upon earth he answered i know about him that which you do not know i shall humiliate the person who designs to humiliate you in my presence my messengers are not afraid of any opponent allah has decreed i and my messengers shall always prevail and after their defeat they shall soon be victorious footnote start in this revelation god has named me rusul messengers for as has been set out in barahina madia god almighty has made me a manifestation of all prophets may peace be upon them and has ascribed the names of all prophets to me i am adam i am shiv i am nuh i am ibrahim i am ishaq i am ismail i am yaqub i am yusuf i am musa i am daud i am isa and i am the perfect manifestation of the name of the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him that is to say i am muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and ahmed sallallahu alaihi wasallam by way of reflection footnote end allah is with those who are righteous and who do good deeds an earthquake resembling the judgment day is about to happen which i shall show you i shall keep all those who dwell in the house under my watchful protection step aside today o ye guilty ones truth has come and falsehood has vanished away this is that which you sought to hasten this is the good news which was given to prophets you have appeared with a clear sign from your lord we shall suffice against those who mock you shall i inform you on whom the satans descend satans descend upon every lying sinner despair not of the mercy of allah hearken indeed the mercy of allah is near hearken the help of allah is near help will come to you by every distant track such tracks which will become deep due to the excessive travel of the people that will come to you so many people will come to you that the track on which they travel will become deep allah will himself help you such people will help you whom we shall inspire from ourselves the decrees of allah cannot be averted the lord has said a decree will descend from heaven that will please you we will bestow upon you a manifest victory the victory of the friend of allah is the grand victory and we have bestowed upon him such intimate nearness that he becomes our confidant if faith ascended to the pleiades he would have reached there and brought it down allah will illumine his arguments i was a hidden treasure and i will to be recognized o moon o sun you appeared through me and i was manifested through you when the help of allah comes and the host turn to us and the words of your lord are fulfilled it will be asked was this not true it is incumbent upon you not to be wroth towards allah's creatures and you must not get tired of receiving them in large numbers you must enlarge your house so that when people come in multitudes there may be enough accommodation for them give glad tidings to those who have believed that they have the station of righteousness before your lord recite the revelation that has been sent to you from your lord to those who will join your community
Ashabu Sufha. Footnote start. In one corner of the Prophet's mosque in Medina, a covered platform was prepared, which was known as Sufha. This served as the resting place of indigent emigrants who dedicated themselves to the worship of Allah, the company of the Holy Prophet and recitation of the Holy Quran. They became known as Ashabu Sufha. Footnote end. Do you know who the Ashabu Sufha are? You will see their eyes shedding tears. They will call down blessings upon you. They will send blessing upon you and supplicate. Our Lord, we have heard the voice of a caller, calling people to the faith and a summoner to Allah and a refulgent lamp. Mercy flows from your lips, O Ahmad. You are in our sight, under our watchful care. I have named you Mutawakkil, the one trusting in God. Allah will exalt your name and perfect his bounty upon you in this world and the hereafter. You have been blessed, O Ahmad, and you alone deserve the blessing that God has bestowed upon you. Your rank is wonderful and your reward is near. The heaven and the earth is with you as it is with me. You have a high station in my presence. I have chosen you for myself. All kinds of holiness belong to Allah, who possesses all blessings and is the highest being. You will raise your status. The name and remembrance of your forefathers will be cut off, and after you, the family tree will begin with you. Footnote. It should be remembered that the family of my humble self was very well known on account of its worldly nobility and esteem. Even in the period when the worldly glory of this family was near its end, my grandfather personally owned 82 villages in this area. Prior to that, my ancestors were rulers of the land and were not subordinate to any government. Then in God's wisdom and under his will, they lost everything as the result of some battles during the Sikh times and were left with only six villages in their possession. Then two more villages were lost and only four were left, and in this manner their worldly splendor, which never endures for anyone, went into decline. In any case, this family was renowned in this area. But God Almighty did not desire that this honor should remain confined to its worldly status. For worldly honors betoken only vainglory, pride, and arrogance. Therefore now God in his holy revelation promises and says, addressing me, This family will change its complexion, and the lineage of this family shall begin with you, and its previous history will be cut off. This revelation also hints to the profusion of my progeny, that is, I would have a large progeny. As is generally understood, this family is known as a Mogul family, but God, the knower of the unseen, who is aware of reality, has repeatedly affirmed in his holy revelation that this is a Persian family and has addressed me as a descendant of Persians. And he says about me, those who having disbelieved, obstruct people from the way of Allah the Almighty, have been refuted by a man of Persian origin. God is grateful for this effort of his, and in another revelation he says about me, had faith been suspended with the Pleiades, a man of Persian origin would have found it even from there. Again addressing me, he says in another revelation, Take hold of the unity of God. Take hold of the unity of God. O sons of Persia, all these divine statements prove that my family is in reality Persian.
not Mogul. I do not know by what misunderstanding the family became known as Mogul. According to my information, our family tree runs as follows. My father's name was Mirza Ghulam Murtada. His father's name was Mirza Atta Muhammad. Mirza Atta Muhammad's father was Mirza Gul Muhammad. Mirza Gul Muhammad's father was Mirza Faid Muhammad. Mirza Faid Muhammad's father was Mirza Muhammad Qaim. Mirza Muhammad Qaim's father was Mirza Muhammad Aslam. Mirza Muhammad Aslam's father was Mirza Dilawar. Mirza Dilawar's father was Mirza Aladin. Mirza Aladin's father was Mirza Jafar Beg. Mirza Jafar Beg's father was Mirza Muhammad Beg. Mirza Muhammad Beg's father was Mirza Abdul Baqi. Mirza Abdul Baqi's father was Mirza Muhammad Sultan. Mirza Muhammad Sultan's father was Mirza Hadi Beg. It appears that Mirza and Beg was bestowed upon them as titles, as Khan is bestowed as a title. In any case, what God has manifested is indeed correct. Man can fall into error from a minor mistake, but God is free from omission and error. Footnote N. Subfootnote. There is another prophecy concerning my family, which is that God says about me. Translation. Salman, that is my humble self, who lays the foundation of two types of reconciliation, is one of us a member of the family. This divine revelation confirms a well-known account that some of my paternal grandmothers were from among the Sayyids. Two types of reconciliation implies that God has ordained that one reconciliation will be brought about through me between the various sects of Islam, and much of the division will be eliminated. And the second reconciliation will be the external enemies of Islam, that many of them will be given an understanding of the truth of Islam, and they will enter into Islam. Then the end will come. Footnote end. Allah is not such as to leave you until he clearly distinguishes between the foul and the pure. When the help and the victory of Allah Almighty will come and the word of your Lord is fulfilled, the disbelievers will be told, this is what you hasten for. I decided to appoint a khalifa, vicegerent, from myself, so I created this Abba. He drew nearer to God and then turned towards mankind, and between the two he became like one cord between two boughs. He will revive the faith and will establish the Sharia. O Adam, dwell you and your companions in paradise. O Maryam, Mary, dwell you and your follower and companion in paradise. O Adam, dwell you and your companions in paradise. You will be helped, and opponents will say, now there is no way of escape left. A man of Persian descent has written the refutation of those who have disbelieved and have obstructed people from the path of Allah. Allah appreciates his effort. Do they say, we are strongly supported hosts that will inflict devastating losses? This entire host will soon be routed and they will turn their backs. Today you are a man of established position and trustworthy, and my mercy is upon you in matters of the world and the faith, and you are among the people who have been granted the succor of Allah. God praises you and is coming towards you. Holy is he who took you on a journey during the night. He created this Adam and then honored him. He is the messenger of Allah in the mantles of all the prophets. That is, he possesses some characteristic of every prophet. Good news for you, O my Ahmad. You are my purpose and are with me. 
Your secret is my secret. I will help you. I shall always remain your protector. I shall make you a leader of men. You will be their guide and they will be your followers. Is this a matter of wonderful people? Tell them, Allah is the possessor of wonders. He is not questioned about that which he does, but people are questioned. And such days we cause to alternate among men. They will say, this is an imposture. Say, if you love Allah, then follow me so that Allah may also love you. When Allah the Almighty helps a believer, he makes many in the earth jealous of him. No one can turn away his grace. Therefore, hell is their promised place. Say, Allah has sent this word, and then leave them beguiled by their useless sport. When it is said to them, believe as other people have believed, they say, shall we believe as the foolish have believed? Take note, they indeed are the foolish ones, but they are not aware of their foolishness. When it is said to them, create not disorder in the land, they retort, we are actually the ones who promote peace. Say, light has descended to you from Allah, so do not reject it if you are believers. Do you demand any tribute from them which prevents them from bearing the burden of faith? Nay, we have given them the truth, but they hate to accept the truth. Deal people with kindness and mercy. Your standing among them is like Musa, Moses, and be patient against what they say. Will you grieve yourself to death as to why they do not believe? Follow not that of which you have no knowledge. Do not supplicate to me in the matter of the wrongdoers. They will be drowned. Build the ark under our supervision and our direction. Those who enter into a covenant with you enter into a covenant with Allah. The hand above their hands is Allah's hand. Call to mind when the one who considered you a liar and declared you a disbeliever devised a plan against you and said, O oh, Haman, prepare a fire for me so that I might find out about the God of Musa because I consider him to be a liar. Footnote start. The reference is to Abu Sayyid Muhammad Hussein Batlawi because he wrote the Edict of Apostasy and presented it to Nazir Hussein. The one who kindled the fire of apostasy in this country was indeed Nazir Hussein. He received what he deserved. Footnote end. Both hands of Abu Lahab, the father of flames, perished and so did he perish himself. Footnote start. Abu Lahab here refers to a Malvi from Delhi who has passed away. This prophecy was made 25 years ago and is recorded in Barahina Ahmadiyya. It had already been published at the time when these Malvis had not yet issued their edicts of disbelief against me. The perpetrator of the edict of disbelief was the same Malvi from Delhi, whom Allah the Almighty called Abu Lahab, and about whom he revealed the news recorded in Barahina Ahmadiyya long before the edict was framed. Footnote end. It did not behove him to enter into this affair without fear and humility. And as for that which afflicts you, it is from God alone. A trial will arise here, then be steadfast, as prophets of high resolve were steadfast. Hearken, this tribulation is from God Almighty, so that he might love you. The love of God the mighty and the exalted. Two goats will be slaughtered, and everyone upon the earth will ultimately perish. Do not be sorrowful nor grieve. Is not Allah sufficient for his servant? Do you not know that God has power over all things? They have made you a target of mockery and mockingly say, Is he the one whom Allah has raised? Tell them, I am but a man. It has been revealed to me that your God is one God and that all goodness and virtue is contained in the Quran and in no other book.
No one penetrates to its deeper meanings except those whose hearts are pure. Say, the real guidance is only the guidance from Allah. They will say, why has this revelation of God not descended upon some great man from one of the two cities? Footnote start. Meaning that, this man who resides in Qadian, a small town in the Punjab, claims to be the promised Mahdi. Why was the promised Mahdi not raised in Makkah or Medina, the land of Islam? Footnote N. They will also ask, From where have you obtained this status? This is a stratagem that you have devised together. They look towards you, but they are unable to recognize you. Say, If you love Allah, then come and follow me, so that Allah may also love you. God has descended to bestow mercy upon you, but if you revert to sin, we shall also revert to inflicting chastisement. We have made hell a place of confinement for disbelievers, and we have sent you as a mercy for the whole world. Say, carry on as you like within your homes, and I shall also carry on, and soon you will see whom God helps. Not the smartest particle of a deed can be accepted without righteousness. Allah is with those who are righteous and with those who are engaged in doing good deeds. Say, if I have invented a slander, the sin thereof is on me, and I was living among you for a long time before this, then do you not understand? Is not Allah sufficient for his servant? And we will make him a sign and an example of mercy, and this matter had been determined since eternity. This is that very matter which you doubted. Peace be upon you, you have been blessed. You are blessed in the world and in the hereafter. Blessings will descend upon the sick people through you. Footnote start. The words of God that blessings will descend upon the sick people through you covers both the spiritually sick and the physically sick. Spiritually, because I see that there are thousands of people whose conduct was unbecoming prior to their bad pledge of allegiance to me. But after pledging bad, their conduct improved, and they repented of various kinds of sins and became regular in their prayers. I find hundreds of people in my jamaat whose hearts are now burning with desire to be cleansed of carnal passions. As for physical illnesses, I have observed time after time that most of those who suffered from serious diseases were cured as a result of my prayer and concentration. My son Mubarak Ahmad became so seriously ill at the age of about two that his condition appeared hopeless. While I was still praying, someone called out, The boy has died, which implied that I should stop praying as prayer was of no use anymore. They did not cease to pray. When I placed my hand on my son's body while still in the state of my focus towards God Almighty, Suddenly I felt that he took a breath, and I had not yet moved my hand away when I felt definite signs of life in him, and after minutes he regained consciousness and sat up. Again, at a time when the plague was raging in Qadian, my son Sharif Ahmed fell sick and developed high fever, which seemed to be typhoid. He fell totally unconscious and was beating about his arms in that unconsciousness, I thought to myself that although no one is immortal, if the boy died in these days while the plague was raging in Gadian, all my enemies would say that this fever had in fact been the plague and would claim that the divine revelation vouchsafed to me 
meaning that I shall safeguard all who dwell in your house from the plague had been false. This thought caused me indescribable distress. At about midnight, the boy's condition deteriorated and I became apprehensive that it was some other affliction and not just the ordinary fever. I cannot describe my feeling because if the boy was to die, God forbid, it would provide the cruel-natured people with a lot of material to suppress the truth. In that very state, I performed the ablution and stood up for prayer. Immediately, as soon as I stood up, I found myself in the state which is a clear sign of the acceptance of prayer. I call God to witness, in whose hand is my life, that I had just completed perhaps three rakat when I saw in a vision that the boy was completely healthy. Thereafter, the state of vision ended. When I finished the four rakat, I saw him sitting on the bed, fully conscious, asking for water. I immediately gave him water, and when I put my hand on his body, there was no sign or trace of fever. His state of delirium, restlessness, and unconsciousness had completely disappeared, and the boy's condition was of complete health. I was thus granted fresh faith in the divine power and acceptance of prayer through witnessing the spectacle of the omnipotence of God. Then, a long time afterwards, it so happened that the son of Nawab Sardar Muhammad Ali Khan, a nobleman of Malekotla, fell seriously ill in Gadian, and his life was almost despaired of. He beseeched me for prayer. I retired to my bed prayer room and prayed for him. After the prayer, it became obvious as though his death had been decreed and that it was futile to pray at the time. Upon this, I said, Lord, if the prayer is not to be accepted, then I intercede that you may cure him for my sake. These words escaped my lips, but I was afterwards filled with remorse for having uttered them. Simultaneous with this, I received the revelation from God Almighty, meaning that, who can dare intercede without his permission? I fell silent after hearing this revelation. Hardly a minute had passed before I received the following revelation, meaning, you are granted permission to intercede. I then prayed fervently, and I could feel that this time the prayer would not go unanswered. The boy started to recover that very day, indeed at that very moment, and it was as if he had come out of his grave. I know for a fact that the miracles of Esau, whereby he gave life to the dead, were no greater than this. I am grateful to God that many miracles of this kind of revival of the dead have been demonstrated at my hands. Once my son Bashir Ahmed became ill due to an eye condition, he received treatment for a long time but to no avail. In view of his restlessness, I prayed to God and received this revelation, meaning that my son Bashir opened his eyes. By the grace of God, his eyes were cured the same day. Once I myself fell so seriously ill that people thought I was about to die, and Surah Yasin was recited to me three times. But God Almighty accepted my prayer and healed me without the agency of any medicine. I had fully recovered when I woke up the next morning. At the same time, I received a revelation, meaning, If you are in doubt as to the mercy which we have poured upon our servant, then do bring any precedent of such recovery. I have had numerous similar experiences in which only through prayer and earnest attention on my part God Almighty healed the sick, and their number defies counting. 
Recently, on the night preceding July 8, 1906, my son Mubarak Ahmed was down with measles and was very agitated and restless. He spent one night tossing and turning with hardly a moment's sleep. The following night, even worse signs appeared and in a state of unconsciousness, he was tearing his flesh apart and was delirious. His body had a terrible itch. I was greatly overcome and received the revelation. Pray on to me, I will answer your prayer. Then I prayed and suddenly I saw in a vision that there were numerous mice-like creatures on his bed that were biting him. Then someone rose up and gathered and wrapped all those animals in a sheet and told me to throw it out. And then the state of vision ended. I know not whether the state of vision ended first or whether the illness ended first. The boy slept comfortably until the morning. As God Almighty has granted me this special miracle from himself, I therefore proclaim it with certainty that nobody on the face of the earth can compete with me in this miracle of healing the sick. And if someone tries to compete with me in this, God shall put him to shame, for this is a special gift of God bestowed upon me to show miraculous signs. This does not mean, however, that each and every patient I pray for will recover. Rather, it means that most of the patients will surely be cured at my hand. Should anyone dare to compete with me in respect of this miracle by way of insolence and trickery, God will make certain that the patients assigned to me will be cured in far greater proportion than the others. This competition should be done, for example, by randomly assigning 20 patients to me and 20 to the challenger. It will be an obvious miracle. Alas! I could have quoted many wonderful incidents as examples, but this small treatise lacks the space for it. Footnote end.